This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and we've got ourselves a Debbie Desperate. Rats! I'm James. <laughs> uh, welcome along to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul Drag Race reaction podcast. We're here chatting Drag Race UK episode two. And our guest this week is the wonderful Danny Beard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he was fabulous, fun and extremely professional. We, we both commented on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing we forgot to get into in the in the episode, very important. Uh, guest judge Sheridan Smith is also the, the judge, well not judge, because she, she wouldn't be able to judge, but is also the host of my alternative favourite reality TV programme, De Jour, Pooch Perfect. Which is oh, on 8pm on Thursday. It is so good. You look so disappointed. Don't I'm worry, guys. I'm not going to be person. starting. What? <laughs> That's fine. You don't need to be a dog person. Okay. There's a lot of drama around kind of like, will they get their dogs Oh, so to hold dry. on. Is this like Housewives with dogs or is it like Drag Race with dogs? It's like neither of those. It's on at 8 o'clock on a Thursday evening, which means as I come up here to record... I'm missing it. It's recording then there. Sky <laughs> yeah, Plus. Exactly the same time as I recorded. <laughs> yeah. How unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, also will say very important um, that the Great Pottery Throwdown is also amazing. Well, we're, let's not beat around the bush. James has a lot of TV to watch later on. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> Danny Beard, thank you so much for joining us. What are you thinking of season two of Drag Race UK? I'm thinking it is a very, very talented cast. Um, You can tell that they've stepped the pussy up, the casting team this Mm -hmm. year, because everyone is really difficult. Oh, if you can hear a tune in the background, my my lovely washing machine sings a song for about 10 minutes when it finishes... (laughs) It's a Samsung. I don't know why, but we'll carry on. Um, yeah, so I think it's a really talented cast. I think it's both weeks has been really hard to say who would mm-hmm. be in the bottom and who'd go home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that th- you are right, like in terms of the, the cast, it just, it feels like a super strong cast. And that's no shade on the cast from last year. The last one last year were really strong as well. And there were some like amazing performers, but just this cast feels really well-rounded. And like last yeah. year, there was one or two people who you were pointing at and kind of going, okay, I can see you being an early ed. I can see you. Whereas this time it is kind of taking you by surprise. Like someone like Joe Black going out in the first week, although most people don't agree with that decision. It, it, it shows the strength of the competition that, that, yeah. that he could have arrived in the in the bottom two even at, at mm-hmm. that point. And it seems unusual for Drag Race to have somebody out who's so well established so soon. They usually they usually at least let kind of the really established ones have a bit of a run in the show. So it kind of almost yeah. breaks their own format, which is probably why it felt so shocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For season one, it kind of felt... Like we saw the Meet the Queens and we could kind of work out the top three anyway straight away. It was kind of obvious. Whereas it's, it's quite difficult, I think, to pick. Like there's a few people sending out, but you wouldn't be surprised if other queens got up there, do you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think for me, especially working so, you know, all over the UK and beyond, I know most of these girls. So I know that a lot of them can do certain things or... You know, yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing them certain ways on the show. I'll use Tia Coffee as an example. Like I know Tia from the Vixens and from working in Clapham and drag competitions, and she's got a lot more to give, I'd say. But what I'm seeing mm. on the TV show, if I didn't know her, is like a bit rough around the edges cosplay. And I mean, she is rough around the edges, but she's a very talented performer. So it, it's interesting to see the what you know and from as a working queen to how they translate on television do you know what i mean yeah no i think as well um and, and you have a bit of this in this in this episode as well is that there's some queens who can really sell the personality uh, and like have a huge personality and that can make up for an awful lot in in a hosting gig or in like a performance where you're just in the club but when you are put on stage and you have to like do choreo or produce like a particular look it can it can really kind of affect you because i i thought that tia like for me in the talking heads i'm finding tia to be the funniest i'm really enjoying the personality i 
think that she just has this charm about her, but the looks are just not at the level of everyone else. No. And it, it, it's just, I suppose, it's interesting because you obviously can tell someone that their personality would carry them. If they were in front of a crowd of people, they're going to be the person that everyone's like, oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah, But agreed. here you're, you've got that great evener. And I think as well, you know, what, definitely in comparison to the US show, we just don't have access to the designers and stuff that the Americans do. There's so many more designers and there's so many more designers that really want to work with the drag race girls so do deals like if you want to work with the top designers in this country you need to be looking to spend a nearly a thousand pound a costume do you know what i mean mm, and yeah. some of the yeah. girls just don't have that money so yeah people forget that you know it takes there's a lot going on that takes a good queen to the top and sometimes yeah. like look at valentina like she got to the top on good outfits, really, I'd say. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And she got to the top because she could pay for it. So it's yeah, yeah. it's look at the draw and how you come across on TV. But and overall, this is a really strong cast. And as you said, I think some of them are going to worm the way up that you're not expecting. Yeah. Hmm. And now, where do the... you land on ASOS jacket, Kate? I <laughs> didn't put her in the top last week. And... Okay. She was near the bottom for me personally this week. So, yeah. <laughs> so, thumbs down People for are seeing <laughs> some of that I ain't seeing. Like, I'm going to take these glasses off and pop a new pair on before I put next week's show on because <laughs> she's a lovely gal, but like, it's all very one note. And like, she's probably got like 75 payments on Klarna to pay all this shit off ASOS because everything is <laughs> off the rack. <laughs> <laughs> Sue me. Um, yeah, I kind of. She was, I, like, I, she was like in this with, week's show. I, 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 you know, I've been in shows. I'm a dancer. I'm a singer. Can hold a note. And then we saw her completely crumble at the rehearsal. And then, yeah. as the main role, not really stand out. So it was a bit that, like yeah. if, you, if you can talk the talk, fine. But you need to be able to walk the walk mm. and sing that, the sing and dance the dance and by yeah. the by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do I do feel like that this week with her that there was a sense that she felt a bit overwhelmed in the performance and like I think that like when when you look at say uh, Veronica who obviously is being like underestimated by the girls in this episode you see that coming through quite strongly even in like the casting thing they're trying to trample all over but you see there's a fire in her and she's like I'm going to do this and then I think that maybe Astina was a little bit shocked because she probably thought, oh, we'll go out here. I'll completely blitz it and I'll like completely outperform Veronica. But then Veronica came and was just amazing. And she was like, oh, right, shit. Okay, what do I do now? No, I I actually, I completely agree. And I actually wrote a few notes down because I've got, I've got the worst memory in the world.com. So I literally (laughs) wrote at the beginning of the show, the top of the show, when uh, we got some confessionals from Veronica, I was like, something is still not clicking with me and Veronica. Like, I don't really get the whole character. She's kind of shy, but not. And I know she made the, the joke about going from Gollum to Gorgeous in 15 minutes or whatever, or how mm. long it was, three hours. But for me, it's just Gollum to Gollum in a wig. I, I'm not clicking. <laughs> but then at the end of my notes, I was like, Veronica deserved the win. So Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, she came into her own ex- on that stage. She put that she, wig on and she stood yeah. on stage and she, yeah, you saw who she was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah no, with those like those rats hanging off her tits and, and that, like that's <laughs> yeah. the no best one's ever she looked ever so looked. good. Like, that's yeah. the best she looked on the show so far. <laughs> Can we also say I'm. I really wasn't that keen on the musical writing. I know this is really weird to talk about the girls and not the production team, but back when well, Lucian was involved in the show, we had some hmm. iconic moments like. They yeah. kept repeating the same jokes for me. What was the the about the CGI being crap? I think that was repeated mm. three yeah. times. Yeah, I was just a bit like, "Come on, BBC, put a bit more money in." Yeah. Also, just I suppose now this was supposed to come out October of last year or yeah. whenever it was supposed to come out, and in that world where we didn't have coronavirus and we hadn't been locked down for a year and a half, maybe Cats, the musical, would have still been more topical. So therefore people maybe. would have still been a bit like, oh, I get it. But this felt like such an like an, a quirky, oddball, weird sort of left field idea. 
uh, yeah. for uh, yeah and, and it was relying so much just on jokes about how the movie was really bad yeah rather than trying to and as well it was like is it a stage show is it a musical because then they were like they, they mentioned movie this movie and i was like this is meant to be a nod to the west end so why are you calling yourselves a movie but anyway yeah we digress yeah and like, also- even then even the the whatever those three of them the rat pack had those green screen gloves on presumably like they filmed the movie with those green screen gloves on so that they could oh, turn their hands into paws. Oh, that why they had green green yeah, gloves? Yeah, I figured. So they they okay. put a lot of effort into trying to make this a a, a punching bag of the movie, but and I don't then think it paid off. Just like randomly out of nowhere, the, my favorite bit of the musical was the like weird smack my bitch up interlude with Bimini <laughs> Bamboulos stealing who, the fucking show. Who stopped them? Uh, uh, Bimini and Ahura. Stole the stole moment. Stole the show. Yes. Yeah. They did. <laughs> I always think though, when you're, if I was sat in them in the girls' position, I'd really think strongly about what bits I want. And we saw Bimini say, you know, my tactic for this is I don't sing. I want to get through this without singing and standing out as much as possible. And that's what she mm. did. And I think sometimes people forget that. And like when we saw Cherry being like, "Oh, so doesn't matter. You've been in musicals," and I was a bit like. I know Cherry quite well from the Manchester scene. I was a bit like, oh, Cherry, calm down, girl. This this girl's actually a professional. She's been in Wicked that you're talking to, so it does matter. Like, Play to your strengths. RuPaul always says play to your strengths. If I was Cherry, yeah. I'd have been going for a smaller role that she could really show off in. Um, yeah. But yeah. we saw her not be given the role anyway, which is good for her, I think, yeah. because yeah. Veronica slayed it. I've actually yeah. found out who Bimini reminds me out of Dragon, the talking head. It's uh, like Lee Francis or Keith Lemon. That's oh, like, like a skinny gay, <laughs> a skinny gay Lee Keith Francis. Lemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so, agree. Uh, talking about the mini challenge, who would you have voted for for the shadiest queen? So I, I actually thought they got it bang on. Yeah. All of yeah, them so voted too. it completely bang on. So congrats to the editors. Congrats to the girls. It, I agree. <laughs> I think um, the Secretary of Shade is a horror. Um, yeah, I really didn't Absolutely. warm to a horror in the first episode. I thought she was just a bitch. But I'm hoping, and I think by the end of this episode as well, she, I think we're going to see behind that and I think we'll get a storyline at some point of why she's... I'm yeah. getting a bit of a Dora Delano sort of vibe off her a bit, kind oh, of okay. like... You know, that's kind of what I got off her, especially I, yeah, when she was I, being read by Michelle. Yeah, I kind of... I sort of... You, you see someone who obviously walked in, they have a reputation, they know they have a reputation, both obviously for being a bit of a bitch, but also for being fierce. And maybe they walked in with the, the guard up because in the last week's episode... Like a horror came off really poorly. I agree. And just throughout this, throughout this episode, I did start warming more and more. And actually, it was the like bit on the on the main stage where where, where she was like, "Oh, you know, until I'm in the costume, I won't really be able to feel the moment." And when Michelle kind of read her, I was a bit like, "I understand that because it's hard to get into a character or a performance when you're just standing there in your day wear, you know, like." And it can be really hard just being in a rehearsal room for the first time. Not to mention you're also sat in front of Michelle Visage, who for years mm. you've watched on TV. You still don't really know her. Yeah. And then you've got all these cameras whizzing round in front of you. There must be at least five, six, seven cameras on cranes in front of you, down below. You can see them panning all around you while you're trying to do your moment. Yeah, I'd be exactly the same. I've stood in panto room rehearsals in front of a gospel choir and shit myself. So never mind doing... Do you know what I mean? Because all of a sudden there's this big other energy there. Well, I can't yeah. imagine what the energy's like off all that. So I agree with her. Wait till I'm in costume, yeah. honey. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you have voted for trade of the season? <gasps> trade of the season? Well, I actually, before I knew this mini challenge, I, I said to uh, Billy, my co-host for The Gossip Gaze, we're watching it together and I said, this is quite an ugly season. <laughs> I don't feel really mean saying it, but so many drag queens don't make an effort out of drag. Like I literally wrote, I love Lawrence Cheney, but she needs to stop, stop sharing a hairdresser with her nan. Like so many of them aren't trying as a boy. So taste absolutely hands down, wouldn't it? I'm not, yeah, I'm, more, I'm, not I'm more into Estina, but yeah. Oh, who are you more into, Estina? More Estina, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Both hot. There's a few hotties, yeah, don't get I, me wrong, but I, 
When they rock up looking like corned beef without no eyebrows, it's hard to find them attractive, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say that I do have a soft spot for Ellie Diamond. I I think that Ellie Diamond is quite a pretty boy. Um, but but also I think the taste definitely is the the sort of winner. Th- those eyes, there's something very kind of striking. Yeah, you, know? you, I mean, you want her me diamond in your roof? <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm gonna move on from that awful pun. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I would have loved one of the bigger girls to win, and like who I'd rather date on the pan on the panel on the cast is probably someone mm. like Lawrence Cheney. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. You know, it is what it is. It's always the fucking skinny yeah. girls that get the vote, in it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, always. Uh, the cockiest. I was surprised. I thought this would have gone to Estina, by the way, that she was sort of bragging and, and death dropping when she won the, the, yeah, the actually. challenge last week. So I was surprised it went to Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, me too. But also, I think that's that's very much the character Lawrence puts forward. We've already mm. We've already kind of seen behind the character. We've had those glimpses. Uh, certainly after this this vote we saw you know him crying on the main stage and like when he makes a joke he's not afraid to also undermine himself and make the joke back mm. at himself so although yeah. he's shady i yeah maybe i don't think it's cockiness i just think he's also shady yeah also i mean just in terms of the cockiest queen like last week like he had that really honest conversation about kind of yeah. not feeling attractive and not wanting mm. so i i i felt like maybe because yeah. that one i think the cockiest queen was probably the one that like has the most negative connotations about it. it so i think maybe they gave it to someone who they felt would take it in their stride and be funny about it rather than someone who actually would kick off which they did i mean lawrence just yeah. took it and was like <laughs> great yeah all right yeah. cool <laughs> yeah. i've won something do you know what i mean yeah. and then <laughs> others might be really gutted by that like i think yeah. we saw tia really fucking gutted Yes. That being basic. basic. Yeah. Wasn't she? She kind of owned it at the end when she got red for her, her flamenca dress and she was like, I guess you were all right. I was Baroness basic. Yeah. yeah. And then she completely threw her mate under the bus who made her the outfit. It was like, yeah, I was I sending him an invoice and I was thinking, oh, <laughs> the poor guy. I hope she prepped him before the fucking show went out. <laughs> oh, by the way, now, slaggy, slaggy work off on the show. now so james and i watch on my percent plus because we can't get iplayer over in dublin um i presume you watched on iplayer did did taste say cunt on iplayer no it's it was bleeped out oh okay the bbc will not allow cunt i mean i'm surprised that we've still got drag queens on and we saw (laughs) rat nipples i bet they've got an upteen amount of ofcom complaints that there's ring rats (laughs) Rats nipples on the show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, she didn't. But Rue also said it on the show, didn't she? Well, Rue said, I don't know what Rue said because that was like, Rue's was, was beeped out. It but will have been the CUNT. It will have been cunts. Mm. There's not, yeah. there's that. I mean, we've said it so many times. You might be taken off, I, you might be taken off Spotify after this. <laughs> People do. <laughs> that is the one word for some reason that people find mm. really offensive. Like uh, I, have, yeah. I've been embargoed. Is that the right word? Embargoed, barred. I've been banned? stopped. Banned. I've been stopped. I was banned from saying it in Birmingham. Yeah, mm. by, like, the whole say- <laughs> by the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> by the owners of, of this place I used to work at, they were like, "You can say what you want, but you know, some of the some of the audience do find the c word um, really offensive." Bit too far. And I yeah. was like, okay, now. If that's what you call it, it depends how it's used. Like, taste threw it out there. Like, it wasn't really, there wasn't any vitriol behind it. So I was like, no. Yeah, uh, but also, again, I do think the basic, Baroness Basic kind of was unfortunately deserved for Tia at this moment in the competition. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, no, everything feels that's... very cosplay. Yeah. I, and I think that there, there needs to be like, a, there needs to be a pretty big elevation. To, to kind of move away from that because even the the like I like the leather daddy thing I thought it was a fun clever idea but even in that it wasn't kind of you know why like, did she not like have amazing. hairy legs why did she why oh, yeah. was it why was the whole thing not a complete <laughs> this is the thing like for me if I'm looking at an outfit even something I produce for just me or for just Instagram I'll look at it and I'll think okay what needs improving 
And I don't understand mm-hmm. why you would have this big hairy torso and then tights on. Why was the hairy legs? Because yeah. the dress that comes over is going to cover it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dress that yeah. went over was like, I mean, it was like from the Disney shop. It weren't even Smithies. Do you know what I mean? You see when, they, when you see these <laughs> yeah. kids in like the little let it go outfits. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know what material it was. It was like a fly screen. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, on that as well, like there was no like a kind of big foamy arms no or something would have been. Yeah, there was no shape. Yeah, no, no muscle. She could have done. Yeah, she could have been gone from like a muscly guy to a muscly girl. Surprise, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was. She's living up to the basic rep at the minute. And I think mm. unless, as you say, she elevates that in the next couple of weeks, I'm worried for Tia. By season, by episode yeah. five, six, if she's still producing these cosplay looks, I think she may be sachet. Yeah. And if she's not careful. Yeah, her, her personality yeah. won't be able to save her for that long. No. I mean, no, did for Jenny... bagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but we didn't have another bagger. We've got other baggers. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, Danny, you're you're queen about town. Yeah. Do you know whether Tace and Ahura have some sort of past relationship or whether they've kai kai Because that's kind of what's been intimated in the show. Yeah, everyone knows they've shagged. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't shagged Tace? She's a she is trade of the season after all. I mean, she hasn't shagged me. I've got to be honest. She's not a chubby chaser. And when we worked together, I was running round hoping she was chubby chasing. But she went, so. <laughs> not that much of a slag. <laughs> uh, Cher- Cherry got her mirror moment this week, which I should have seen coming that meant she was going, but I, I didn't. Um, I thought it was definitely a story we haven't heard on Drag Race before coming from a traveller background yeah. and still having not come out to her dad I thought that was very touching yeah I think sometime we, we'd we heard rumours that Cherry had gone and when yeah. I was watching the show I was like I don't think she's going and then I was like I think she's going she's getting this mirror moment and then okay she's getting a bit more airtime. and then when we saw the performance I was like the performance wasn't that bad and then when we saw the look I was like oh the performance the look wasn't that bad um I don't know what is going on with Cherry I think she had so much more to give if I'm honest and I think going yeah. with two is is gutting but it's a really tough cast I love mm. that they'd still managed to get a story in from uh, the yeah. traveller background, as you say, and not coming out to her dad. And I think that's one thing that this show does really well for the queer community is mm. is trying to show all of these different backgrounds yeah. so that someone out there still relates to it. And that's why yeah. it's won yeah. Emmys. That's why it's RuPaul's Drag Race in every country. That's why yeah. it's going to be, still be going when there's an apocalypse and the only thing left is cockroaches and RuPaul's Drag Race because yeah. it's, <laughs> it means something to so many people. Yeah. So I'm really well, glad really she got to do that. Yeah, what I really liked about that moment as well was it kind of spoke to the fact that an awful lot of like an awful lot of gay people carry a huge amount of um, shame with them about being gay mm. and like actually addressing that kind of feeling of feeling ashamed of yourself for not feeling proud about your sexuality and actually addressing that and kind of saying like, you know, I, I don't like, I, I don't have, I don't, I ha- I am all the way there with the pride in my LGBT identity. Cause that's such an important thing. Cause I think people can beat themselves up for the fact that in the back of their mind, maybe they're feeling like, Oh, you know, like I've been like, they're, they're bringing some of that social um kind of stigma within themselves and judging themselves for being gay and judging themselves for not being masculine enough and for her to actually address that and say it out loud i think that was a really really important storyline to be mentioned i do and i think it was really empowering and i think we can see you know since filming on cherry's instagram if people haven't checked it out already you should check her instagram out already the elevation from the sh- the time that they filmed this show to now. Yeah. Like, I just can't wait for the world to be back to normal and to see and hopefully see Cherry really get booked. Like, she was a real local yeah. girl. She's really not been doing drag that long. So when she was announced, it was like, oh, my God, Cherry's on it. Brilliant. Good for her. Yeah. You know, mm. it is always worrying when you see a queen on there that's not worked for long because with experience comes more knowledge in it and more, you know, security in your own mind of doing well. I think when we saw 
cherry lip sync at the end of this this episode as soon as they announced that she was up against Tace I don't know about you but her face is like I'm going home that's what I saw I don't know if other people saw that but it was for me I wanted to just keep fighting yeah and I think that's what comes with the experience of drag yeah I'm gonna fight and I I actually think that she like I think if she hadn't if she hadn't been in that self-defeated space because I saw it on her face as well just as you were saying she where she was like oh i'm up again taste i'm never going to beat her i think that if she she hadn't been in that self-defeated place based on the outfit that she had on the prop she had in the the pregnant belly the song that was playing she could have like i think she could have sent taste home with just like a bit more confidence and belief in herself and pushing her performance that little bit further which as you said comes with time and and and, like understanding yeah, yeah. and you could tell that when she was in the lip sync, she was making herself smaller, whereas Chase was making herself bigger. She was walking around and she was swishing that hair, whereas Cherry was kind of rooted to the spot, and that did sort of feel like she isn't, yeah. she isn't confident enough <laughs> yet to to know what she she can work the stage. I, I'm really to, gutted a... for your audience that this is just pure audio because, as you said, swooshing your hair, then <laughs> you gave us I, I don't know what I'd call that movement. It was kind of like. <laughs> Imagine finding Nemo. It was kind Head of like swivel. a, a little Britney Spears wind tunnel, you know? Yeah. yeah. Britney Spears running to the barbers to shave her head. I was like, living my yeah. fantasy though. So James, tell me what happened in the episode that's out this week of RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review that it's available on Heads Up Plus for our premium subscribers. Well, we're we're on to episode two, and this is where the drama starts to heat up. You know, like we've had our intros, we're getting into that like setup for the for the big show, which is a coming, which is a coming. We get RuPaul gives them some frank feedback on the fact that they ain't pulling their weight, and Cameron Michaels cannot get that salsa down. And boy, will she not shut up about it. <laughs> she is stressed about that poor salsa. So, uh... But no, we we are delighted to be... Um, or we're, we're delighted to be back for episode two. We have Chris Murphy joining us yet again for this episode. You can go over and you can listen through on Headstuff Plus. And you don't really need to have seen the show. If you, you don't like at the, all. If you like yeah. the banter here, if you're enjoying hearing us chat, you know, chit-chat, a bit a bit of gossip, talk about a few drag queens, reference a few bad dates, whatnot. You know, I think I think do it. You owe it to yeah. yourself. And honestly, the content coming up on that show is great. So you should be Oh my excited. God. I mean, if you the- can find somewhere to watch it, there is one of the most exceptionally bad dates <laughs> you will ever see. And if you ever want to see someone get dumped in the most spectacular fashion, honestly, it's get great. into it. Get so that is it. on headsofpodcast.com if you sign up for five year month you get all of that bonus content plus bonus content we'll be bringing down the line plus all the bonus content of all the shows on the network so it's an absolute bargain mm-hmm, absolutely mm. um, and there's some terrific shows on there uh, who are putting out some really interesting stuff uh, at the moment because I've been looking back through it because you know I'm, I'm, I'm a member I don't support our <laughs> show though <laughs> <laughs> so that is headsofpodcast.com and you know if five year month is too much for you don't worry we're here to entertain you so mm. no pressure okay let's get back to the show let's get into the challenge danny i imagine yeah. this is a challenge that you would excel at do you know what last week we, my friend went oh my god that is such a you challenge but you know what? I, I'd be so worried if I ever like did something like this that I'd be like, this is my challenge. This is me. I'm going to be so good at this. And then they cut to me in the rehearsal room going, and then it's like, you're going home. Because they, they love that moment on the show. So I feel like if there was ever a bit of a singy moment on the show, I'd keep my mouth shut until I know I'd done well. And then in the confessionals afterwards, I could be like, this is my moment, but I wouldn't be saying it until I knew if I'd done well or not. Um, but yes, I think I'd have liked Ginny Lemon's role. I think it was yeah. a brilliant... I I think a lot of the girls think, oh my God, I'm going to go for main role. Main role and I'll stand out. How many times do we see people in the main role flop? You want to yeah. be the mm. momager role in the Kardashians yeah. musical. You want that little standout moment that you can go, yeah. I can I can put me into this, whatever me yeah. is, for you know, everyone listening, yeah. no, and I, make it pop. And I think hair or tears with the ear on the back, those two yeah. roles for me were the roles. 
there's always one or two roles in those musicals that have that kind of comedy built into them and yeah. give you the freedom to kind of do it yourself. Like I think back to Shade, the musical, where you had the like the milk as like the weird kind of like narrator and then like Dela as the like the fish oil queen. 100%. And those are the performances you kind of remember because they're able to give the humor, the comedy and you don't necessarily need to be the best singer in the world or the best dancer in the world. Like they're the, but I think you've also seen in the past some people take those roles and aren't able to execute them. And if they don't have the ability to like give what's needed, like Tia, if someone else had had Tia's role, they would have been in the bottom because it was such a short amount of time. Yeah. And you really needed to like give a performance in that space you were time you were there in order to get noticed. Sometimes I think as well, it's also really handy if you know the reference point of whatever, you know, these things are. The base material. The base material is, which she got was, you know, the Elaine Page moment in Kat's memory. And, -hmm. you know, sometimes you see the girls completely just miss the base material. Like when we got, um, what was it? I own everything. I earn everything. She didn't get the base material. (laughs) So it can can go two ways. It can be an iconic moment or it can be a big fat flop. So I think it always helps definitely knowing that base material. Yeah, it really, it really does. Um, which of the roles would you have wanted? Uh, well, not which of the roles, which of the, because the, there was a couple of standout roles, but which of the like group ones would you have wanted to be in? Because there was a couple that were like grouped together. I would have not wanted to be in any of the group ones when I listened through. I think as far yeah. as, I think on this show, you've got to think, I mean, it's easy to say from our sofas, isn't it? But you've got to think it's week two. Do I want to be in a group with two other people that I don't know yet what their ability is? No. So I would have 100%, like I said earlier, gone with the Ginny role, the Tia role, just a role that was on my own. Wherever I flopped, it was on me. And if I excelled, it was on me. And I would have put my all in. For me, if you've got a a moment to control whether you're in a group or not, don't work in a group. Yeah. But would you not have gone for Evita because you're such a good singer? Absolutely not. No. I would not okay. have gone for it. Uh, I think there's, there was too much riding on it. And I also I also think it's better to, to have a journey on this show. There's no point yeah. coming in and going, I'm the best in, in doing that. I think I think you could have won in Tia's role or you could have won in Ginny's role had you been me. Is where I was going with that. Runway as well. Yeah, nipples you could have had, Daddy. <laughs> I also, I also have to be honest. I, I probably may have been tempted, but when I seen the costume, I thought I would have looked a fucking bugger with all them fucking nipples and wraps hanging off me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All them nipples would have been stretched out. You wouldn't have known if it was a nipple or I'd just got a scuff on the costume. Poker toss. Yeah, yeah it'd have been like, what is that? So no, I'd have looked absolutely awful in that suit. So I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. I wouldn't have picked it. No, I think Ginny did a really good job, but I feel she's yeah. been overlooked again. She really, so like, he was really that sort of you know street urchin, real like instant character, and it was so strong. And she completely yeah. forgot the names of the other characters, and it was yeah. really funny. We, I actually rewound it and was like, did she just forget the name of the character? Rewound it and listened to that bit again. And she yeah. think the character's dysentery or something and she calls her something else and then goes, oh, and it just acknowledges <laughs> it, which is a risky thing to do. You should never acknowledge a fuck up. But I think in character, it was done really funny. And one yeah, thing yeah, I'll if, say if about Ginny well. that's not been picked up yet and I'm shook that Michelle has not picked this up yet. I don't think I've seen a single eyelash on Ginny Lemon since she's walked in the room. That, now, see, well, next next week is a, is a look week. Like Next week is a costume week, so we'll have to see whether that gets picked up on then. Now, I'm not trying to police drag. You don't have to wear an eyelash to do drag. I, I understand, you know, the negativity that goes with, you know, telling someone else how they should do drag. You... I agree, you should do drag to to self-express yourself, however that is. But I think for diversity, I would have expected to have seen at least a little diddy lash at some point. (laughs) A little lady lash will elevate the eye, surely. But we'll (laughs) see if it gets picked up I suppose she's only been safe, so she hasn't got her judge's critiques yet, so maybe they will come in time. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, So we'll see. 
so yeah, I think I for me, anyway, the best people in the task were Ginny, Bimini, and Veronica. I thought Bimini was fantastic. She was in her nineties rave moment. She was like, let let's be having it. Throw back to last week. I thought she was they, great. And yeah. we, they are the exact people I wrote down as well. There yeah. we go. <laughs> James? It, yeah no I was it, they were exactly those three as well I, I felt so sorry for Bimini that her runway look didn't work out oh such because, a good idea as well yeah but but I, I just was like that's such a pity because I feel like she was strong enough to have been in the top if that look had really worked out and um, yeah I mean could even have won it because I think that that segment was the most entertaining segment of the entire musical that yeah, like it, 90s it, rave it moment. was a bit of a relief wasn't it when yeah. you were watching it, it was like, oh, okay. It was a bit of something different. And I also didn't <laughs> expect a horror to give us what she yes. gave us. Mm. Yeah, so no, absolutely it, not. I think with that also thrown in the mix, it was very much a <gasps> moment in the in the rusical. Yes, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Agree, girls. Let's head on to the runway. The theme was surprise, surprise, uh, which was basically just a reveal. I wasn't sure if we were going Scylla Black with that or something. I said I would have 100% have come out as Scylla Black with the cards for surprise, (laughs) surprise, and then maybe did a reveal into another iconic TV character or something. Do you know what I mean? Because didn't Sheridan Smith play Scylla Black? Yes. She did. So yes. I was like, yes. this is the theme. That's what Sharon said. It's going to be Silla Black. No. Yeah, same. I was like, Silla Black fucking runway. But I mean, oh. they probably got, sometimes when the girls get given a theme, it's not the theme that they call it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So That's they might have been, thinking. they will have been given a reveal theme and then yeah. they've called it surprise, surprise on the show. Yeah. I was I was sort of well I was surprised that Rue didn't even attempt a Scylla Black impersonation yeah agreed actually <laughs> but yeah. I have to say he's been doing everything else in a terrible English accent and because Scylla Black was such a character last season with the uh, Vivian doing her all the time yeah. you know yeah agreed actually uh, or even Sheridan who played her yeah, yeah. didn't yeah, exactly. even give us a you know surprise surprise yeah, there was none of it um <laughs> I will say, side note though, the judges are much much funnier this season. I love. Oh my god! Uh, Alan Carr for me should be on every week. He's he is mm-hmm. so funny. <laughs> I like when he's to Michelle on this week's app when Rue mentioned there's going to be always someone pretty pulling up on the bus, and then he turned to Michelle and went, "Oh Michelle, I've just heard the bus pull up." Like <laughs> you can tell that they are becoming closer, that they're more comfortable yeah. to do that, and I think in another one. A season or two seasons more, I think the judges are going to shine and shine and shine. Because, yeah, wait, like when we watch the American one, um, Ross Matthews is the same for me. Everything he says, I'm like, oh, she knows what she's doing. She's funny. She's yes. doing it. And yeah. I, it's just that comfortableness that the judges just can sit back and relax and know whatever yeah. they do is fab. But which I we think never saw Ross... with Canada. Ross yeah. has got better a, mm. at critiquing now. He's he knows how to work mm. in a critique, whereas yeah. Alan isn't there yet. I think Alan just feels bad. He just goes, "I don't yeah. like it. I don't like." Joey. But There's no tonight he criticism. said he literally one of his critiques was it was just shit. Was one of his critiques, <laughs> yeah. which is a bit more British, isn't it? He was like, "No, it was yeah. funny, but the next thing was just shit, and it was. It was <laughs> yeah. just." So I think we're going to see a different style to how yeah. America a, does a more, it. A more direct approach. I think what I so. like about the judges is that they feel like they're they're trying to make each other laugh. Yeah, like they're not just delivering kind of lines that are be like they're, they're actually you can see like last last week when, when I think it was Rue said about Ginny Lemon like according to all sources the streets the place to go. to go like and they they all lost it and yeah. then like you're laughing with them. The thing <laughs> is, and this is something I say to like young queens in competitions if I'm hosting them or judging them or whatever, if you're having a good time then the audience yeah. are having a good time. It's, it is that simple. So I think the judges know that best. If they can make each other laugh, then the people at home are going to be laughing along too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, first up then was in the surprise prize category was Ahora. She had the groom to bride reveal. Yeah, that was, yeah, was nice. It's all right. It's all right. Mm. Yeah, She's it polished. I, I it was this. It was okay. For me, yeah. you know, you've got to also think when you go on this show... <clears throat> Okay, what's my first thought for this runway? Oh, I'm going to do a female to male gender illusion. 
okay, but how many people are going to have that as the first thought? What's your second thought? And then you've got to think, do you know what I mean? You, yeah. Like when you saw the Madonna runway and they had to redo it years ago because everyone came out in the kimono. Kimono. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to think, how am I going too obvious with this? How many other people are mm. going to do this? And if you're going to go with something that you think, yeah, this is obvious, you've got to think, I'm going to be the best at it. And Ahura was the best yeah. at that male to female gender yeah stuff. definitely yeah yeah, yeah it's fair. she was it, it wasn't the best male to female we've ever seen on the show no. but she was the best of the evening agreed yeah, yeah. I, I i mean i think in my book i think it would have been more shocking if she had gone from female to male so if she had revealed from a wedding dress into like a really kind of form-fitting kind of tuxedo-y black kind of thing could have yeah. been all sparkly you know that that would have been something that you wouldn't have necessarily seen coming or seen before because like taking off the top hat and the the suit to reveal a white dress like that you know it's a it's a bit sort of of an expected move yeah agreed. Um, but yeah definitely like definitely looked <clears throat> spectacular though also i feel speed is of the essence for this like you kind of feel like you just need to be like and it has changed and yeah. for her and for lauren tanex there was a bit of and take this off and then we just roll it down there and pull this up and, we, and now to that <laughs> like, you, okay, yeah right. i think if you've got a reveal you just want to pull one thing and the thing yeah. does, and the and the the money you know the sorry the money the effort is in the garment my my mind my mind yeah. was like it's gonna cost a lot of money to just have something <laughs> so simple. but also you know that's Part of it is thinking, right? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna spend on this one because this will carry me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think... if any reveal, you just want it to be simple, faffy, yeah. fucky yeah. reveals are, are shit. Yeah. As uh, as as I think it was Bianca Del Rio said in her season about was it um, Laganja Estranja or Gia Gun? It's reveal. It's a French word. It means take the shit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lauren Chaney I suppose had a similar idea going from that Scottish blue into the tartan I thought yeah, this it is probably nice. one of my least favourites often often the second look is, is, is weaker and often the yeah. second look is seen for longer so yes. that was the case with this I think yeah, that's the very first true. look was nicer than the second look um, yeah one thing we've seen from Lawrence last week was real awareness of her body shape and dressing to mm. it and giving us the curves and swerves that really lacked in that second reveal look. And then yeah. you're back yep. in it again when you're judged and you're back. So I think these are the things that people need to think of. Yeah, yeah. no, you're absolutely right. Because that second look, I suppose it's always, go- everything's always going to be a bit rough with it because it's going to be, it's going to have been bunched up in whatever yeah, way it is. So it's never going to be able to yeah. be, it's never going to be able to be like sort of like ironed or perfect. And there's going to be like whatever issues with it. Yeah. But, and you have to be aware that that second look is the one that's going to be seen for longer. So I actually think going from the tartan to the blue might've been better because the blue is one color um, and looked mm. a bit more dramatic. But um, I think Violet Chachki yeah. still hands down has got one of the best. Oh God, that yeah. is the reveal. Like, reveal. That's it. Like that's, that's the yeah. reveal that sparked the reveals. She yeah. invented the yeah, reveal. Absolutely. She did. <laughs> Nobody had done that before her, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it was swift. It was thought about. She pulled something off. She did a spin and it was tra- it was magical. That's how a reveal yes. should be. Magical. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ginny, though, manages to subvert expectations once again. That's why I love Ginny Lebo. I just think she's so, so, so out of the box thinking. Takes off the dress, exactly the same dress underneath it, except there's a space for the ass. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Because I, yeah. you, it, it, it's kind of preempting expectations and then managing them. Mm. And it's about go, people going, oh, is that it? Oh, that's where. Yeah. It, and that is why she's so fucking clever. Um, and she, yeah. she was the person, I think, who waited the longest until she did the reveal. Because she was out there and she was prancing around. And she was building up the tension to be like, okay, where's the reveal? What's it going to be? That looks quite fitting. Yeah. You know, and then she gives it to you and you're like, oh. And then you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> and then you go, oh, my God, it's her ass. And then you go, oh, my God, it's so hairy. And I was cackling, <laughs> laughing that she just flashed a big hairy ass to them. And it's... <laughs> It's just that not giving a fuck attitude that she does yeah. so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to see her go all the way. I really do. Oh, 
She deserves it, absolutely. So far, anyway. Cherry Valentine is up next uh, with her gender reveal party. I kind of thought that was a fun idea of playing on the word reveal and a really trend of having gender reveal parties and then having... So I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it looked nice. I think what didn't work in her favour is that they changed it to surprise, surprise. And, it, you know, they probably, oh. they probably said, you know, we want a reveal look. So she was like, True. gender reveal, gender reveal. It's, and it was really concept. Yeah. But then when it's played out on the show, it's surprise, surprise. There was no surprise. We could see the baby bump from the get-go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe a way of changing it up would be to pop the baby, pop the balloon. And and it's almost like, fuck gender. And all the, the rainbow confetti comes out your fanny. I don't know. But I'm just trying to think of something that maybe could have... That's very close like, to abortion, though. I don't know. I don't know okay, yeah, abortion. okay. Yeah, maybe not. Okay. You get, you get a wire hanger and you just... <laughs> Yeah, and a vodka bottle, and you just get someone to kick you down the stairs. No, okay, we're not going to go. No, I was. If you were going to switch it up to make it more of like surprise, surprise, rather than like a reveal, like you could, you could have got like a novelty size envelope and brought it out and have like kind of a Jeremy Kyle style paternity test. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> like the, you're the father, RuPaul, like that sort of a like could have been like a. Yeah. But I mean that you know at the time, or you probably she could are have actually your... given birth, you know. Mm-hmm. I, that, have, have we had a birth on the runway we had we like... had not on the runway tempest du jour did it i think coming into the to the workroom okay but i think that that could have been something that could have been that could have been the reveal yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right at the very end as she goes to walk away the baby drops out on the runway yeah <laughs> yeah uh Tia Coffey was up next. We co- we kind of spoke about her, her leather daddy and her flamenca um, dress. Uh, then it was Ellie Diamond. They loved this. I thought this was just as costumey as Tia was, the scarecrow, tin man, lion. Yeah, I mean, Ellie was really proud to say she's made everything that, you know, I've made everything for this show. And last week I was like, I didn't know who this girl was before the show. Yeah. I'm really enjoying her. She's surprising me. I'm th- <clears throat> I'm thinking, you know, that she's got that much airtime in week one and we're, give- we're straight away off the bat given a storyline, storyline. She must be going quite far in the competition. And then this week it- she does these looks and I thought maybe sometimes don't always <laughs> make everything yourself because you know yeah yeah go to some a designer that's made a really cool reveal before <laughs> yeah but it kind of reminded me of jujube in in all stars five where she did what was like santa and the easter, <laughs> the bunny, easter bunny and some halloween thing and it was real sort of halloween <laughs> oh, store yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, it, I think it was just cheap was... materials for a star yeah. wasn't it yeah, I think so. I, Michelle said, uh, or, or was it Ross? Michelle said that with each, it was like, or actually, I think it was Sheridan Smith that said that, like, while each of the costumes are, were, 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 were good quality and the makeup was amazing, that there was zero characterization given to any 100%. of them. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of what it was for me with, with Ellie, was that there was a great concept. And actually, it kind of was a little bit true last week where they were saying, say, with the, the Lily Savage. I was just um, going to say that. It was, she did yeah, the same. It was Ellie it was in a thing, costume. Like, yeah, mm. it's like the look is really good, but it's not being brought that extra mile with the like, characterization. But I think drawing back onto something I said earlier, which was the people that are more experienced in the field, that's when you start seeing that. And that's why, although yeah. Tia's very costumey, she's very experienced, so she can be relaxed into it. She put the little typees in last week for Alan Turing, even though I really yeah. didn't like the look and it didn't tell me it was Alan Turing. She's now a meme yeah. queen just off doing that. You know, she's mm. I think Ellie needs someone needs to be like Ellie, embody these people, listen to the judges because she's yeah, kind of been exactly. told that twice in a row now. Yeah. 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 I I don't know about you, but once I saw the lion I was like, I presume Dorothy's gonna be the fourth look and we never got As her. soon as she said my first look and held her finger up, I said she's got three looks. Yeah. <laughs> so, she was yeah. the only one that did that though. So that is kind of, you know, thinking outside yeah, the box. It's true. what everyone else gonna do, I'm gonna do something different. Yeah. So well, Estina did kind of two half reveals. One was taking off the cloak. I completely forgot was... what she wore. What did she wear? So she had a cloak, so she was kind of the ninja, remember in pin? Like, oh yeah, yeah, pink. yeah. Did, with like a cloak thing on, on her face. Yeah, and yeah. Then she had the mouth guard and then she revealed so it was like, I don't know, assassin into ninja into 
she pulled away the mouth thing and it was a zombie. Right, but it was yeah. one look, really, with two accessories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was just a step up from an ASOS jacket, wasn't it? <laughs> um i like i for some reason i don't know why it reminded me of um they did the reveal thing on all stars 2 and katya had to do the she had like the small black dress that she rolled down into the long kind of red velvet one mm. but then whipped away the the fringe and had the the like the pentastics pen oh yes. on the forehead and like then the big like bloody smile yes and i was like she and she did that with such like effortlessness and it you know i kind of like that's what you, what you need you like you can't have it's like we were saying kind of when you're having to like go through like hoops and you're basically kind of having to, oh just hold me there while i take yeah. my shoes off and i'm taking this off and it's all like you, you can't it, it just loses some of the like oh my god it needs to when, be magical you're not kind of as, it needs to be quick yeah, exactly. it needs to be magical end of i yeah, think she yeah. looked amazing as the ninja though she looks so oh she sleek, did and yeah. i was like Gorgeous. i really bought that character but it was just one character yeah um now, there was the two of them who did the housewife. Sister Sister did housewife into dominatrix. And then Veronica did housewife into robot. I thought Veronica's was outstanding. I yeah. thought Veronica's was overall a deserved winner. It was her week. Like I said earlier, I was not expecting to really be enjoying Veronica much by the end of it. But by the end of it, I was. Like, I thought, this was her yeah. challenge. She slayed the look. And she slipped in yeah. there that she made it herself. So I was like, okay. I'm excited to see where you're going to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I loved her. Um, I loved the whole idea of it. I really enjoyed Alan's, um, was it R2-D2 much? Yes. How? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> one of my favourite things. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, and just even even like that delivery of the wig reveal of, of throwing her head down and then the wig just coming off like that's it's just you didn't know what yeah. what was happening it was exciting and that's yeah. kind of what you want agreed um taste now similar to Estine that was sort of a cloak into the same thing it was and then a bit of blood it was a bit disappointing yeah so um yeah I I don't know about you guys but it wasn't the worst constructed. They always have these problems with bodysuits, bodysuits, bodysuits. Mm. But when you see so many performers on stage, Little Mixer Forever in a bodysuit, I've never seen Rita Ora wear anything other than Bang London. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is, it, it's a bit of an industry standard. So, yeah. you know, she did have the coat on. I just think it lacked magicalness, wowness, because it was just red upon red yeah. upon red. And like Tia yeah. said, you revealed a red coat to another red coat. So if you took it off again, we wanted to see something wow. And it yeah. was just yeah. a bit like, I don't know, a crazy tampon advert, wasn't it? It was just blo- yeah. very bloody and very... Mm. Also, I think herself and Astina both did a similar thing where they revealed right at the like the doorway... And I kind of think that you want, like, for a a reveal challenge, like, coming down a bit onto the stage, showing off the first look a little bit. Yeah. So that there's a little bit of suspense built. Because otherwise it just feels like the, like... Like that first part is just a throwaway. Well, like know, Alyssa like Edwards, when she just held up her dress and walked <laughs> out and then just dropped it. It's a reveal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's a reveal. You weren't expecting this. It's cameras. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and then last up then was Bimini. I thought this was a great idea. It had the potential to be to be great. I didn't think realize that when she had to do it, it was probably a bit cumbersome. I forgot what Bimini shaking, wore. I've only just watched it. What the hell did Bimini wear? Oh my god, oh, the wig! A... The wig! I wrote down. Yes. Yes. I should look at my notes when I she write had, notes like, down. The, she had one of my favorite wigs I've ever seen on Drag Race, and then she had just like a sort of a, a beige corset made out of canvas with a load of black balloons that obviously had paint in them that she had wanted mm. when to, did like, she fill the paint up like 2004 <laughs> <laughs> months earlier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it literally came out like dust <laughs> yeah. it was like that scene from white chicks where she's like <laughs> it just, it was just a bit... <laughs> i thought I was expect as soon as I saw the balloons, I thought, "Oh, surprise! She's gonna pop it. It's gonna be all blood all over the, or you know, or black yeah. all all over the the light coloured stuff." But it was kind of funny that there was just nothing. So uh, it is taste versus cherry in the lip sync. Do you agree? And if not, who would you put in the in the bottom two? I actually wrote down for me this was the hardest week 
one of the hardest episodes I've watched in a long time to say who was in the bottom. I thought mm. the challenge was hard to say because a lot of the girls' moments were, as as we said earlier, groups. It was hard to say that group was particularly bad or that person was particularly bad. So it ended up falling on the runways. All the runways were much of a muchness. Yeah. We don't have the standard that we have in America. We just don't. Mm. But of the standard we saw, they were all much of a muchness again. So it kind of almost comes down to who Rue likes and Rue doesn't or who the producers want to yeah. throw a spanner in the works. I think as soon as we saw Tace versus Cherry, really established queen who is known for lip syncing, it's what she does, against Cherry, who's known as a look queen, who's only done it for two two years-ish. I was worried yeah. for Cherry straight away. Taste definitely won the lip sync. Um, I yeah. just don't know who I would have personally put in the bottom again. I genuinely think I'm going to have to watch the show again to, to think about it. Uh, yeah. And that's not me giving a pageant answer because usually <laughs> I, I love throwing a bitch <laughs> under the bus. I, I, I picked 10 bottoms, um, but I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I feel like the three queens from the Rat, Rat Pack, Pack performance were probably the weakest overall. Yeah. But in a way, like, they they didn't have a huge amount to do. Like, it almost felt like as if this was a challenge built for when three other queens had gone home and their, like, whole role, what, what, like, I don't really... So I would have put probably all three of them in the bottom and I probably would have had Sister Sister and, and, um, Cherry. and Cherry maybe as, as yeah. the bottom two because but- I think that Lawrence's personality... Like and the look probably was better than those. Yeah, I, I would have said was... sister, sister definitely. I just found out of the three of them, Lawrence gave a really good Scottish vocal, which I thought was good and some character. And I thought Cherry was actually probably the best sort of on stage. I lost sister, sister the most on stage, and I don't know. I'm just. I thought Ellie looked like one beat behind Tace. And I didn't like the the three the the Wizard of Oz. So I would have had sister, sister versus Ellie for me. Oh, okay. I can get on board with those, actually, thinking about it logically. And also, working on last week, I know we judge girls week on week, but working mm. on last week, um, for me, Sister Sister was in the bottom last week and she managed, she saved herself somehow. Do you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Too. So, yeah, yeah I, can, I can get on yeah. board with those. <laughs> we spread the hate. <laughs> spread the hate amongst I, the I, few I, I would say in, in Sister Sister's defence, though, I do think that she probably had one of the most interesting storylines to her reveal. Yeah. Like the kind of, you know, the like prim and proper housewife going into like the mega tattooed, like leather dominatrix. Like it was a, it, you know, it was probably one of the most thought through of them. Yeah. And but, they were the most um, contract contrasting. Sorry. So yeah, there was a surprise element there. It wasn't like, you know, similar, yeah. similar. It was, and it was a really yeah. quick reveal as well. It was like straight off. So it was, Bam. That was yeah. great. Yeah. So that was a saving grace, I suppose. So who do you see going all the way? I think we're going to see Lawrence Cheney going all the way. Absolutely. I think we're going to see Taste go all the way. Um, I think Ellie Diamond is a diamond in the rough, if you will. I, I'm, I don't know anything of her, like I said before the show, but what I'm seeing on the show, I think she could make it. And I really want to see Ginny Lemon go all the way because yeah, she's just know. not Rue Girl material. She's kind of a... Yeah. She's an anti-hero. She's an anti-villain. Mm. She's kind of yeah. a massive fuck you to the judges in a way do you know what i mean she's she's yeah she, she doesn't su- subscribe to what they usually dish out well danny thank you so much for joining us where can people find you your podcast gossip gaze you're are you doing a mini sort of recap at the end of yeah, the episodes so our gossip gaze show is like it's like a really gay version of this morning it's like a bit of a magazine show so we solve <laughs> problems Ooh. and we we talk about topical things and then while drag race uk is on we have like a little mini 10 minute tops and bottoms strong ones weak ones and give our kind of bootleg opinions about that no one really wants to hear but we give them anyway so that's on (laughs) (laughs) gossip gaze pod across all social media the gossip gaze and you can get it on where can you get it spotify spotify apple music apple podcast Podcast. i don't know wherever you go on your phone wherever you get to see that pod you can get this yeah 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 Yeah. wherever you're listening to this you can listen to that (laughs) what that is what i should have said 
That is what I should have said. <laughs> that. And, I, and, you know, this is edited really well. So I sound really good on my show. Probably not on this, but on my show, I'm like a professional. <laughs> and you can, <laughs> you can find me across all social media as well at the Danny Beard. The, you know, the word the. Yeah. Danny There's like, only one. Yeah, Danny yeah. like Fanny, Beard like, you know, your first girlfriend. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. (laughs) No, thanks, girls. See you soon. Another good episode. I I do think this is going to outperform Drag Race season one of the UK. I think. Yeah, I think already you're seeing that it's it's hotting up and it's going to be a it's it's going to be a, a a fun season. I would say like I think we're we're seeing season thirteen and 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 this season running like side by side. I'm definitely enjoying this more I would say than season thirteen. But also I would say that season thirteen is uh is continuing on in the season twelve tradition of being sort of really like back on form drag race. So well, two well, really good seasons of drag race. Going absolutely, on and it's going to change up on. Saturday night, Saturday when we see all the queens together, we're going to get a real taste for it. Then. I'm excited for that. I'm excited yeah. for that, and I'm yeah. I'm excited to see these queens make some outfits next week. I think that'll mm. be fun. Our, dra- our drag race UK them queens sweat. Yes. Um. So yeah, we'll be back with you on Monday for the episode of Drag Race US of season thirteen. Um, until then, you can find us over at Instagram at Sissy That Pod, or like we mentioned in the middle of the show, you can always support the show for five euro the month, the price of a pint, the price of. What else could you get for five euro? Um, you could get uh, probably like ten of those delicious M and S cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I don't. I don't know. Um, you could probably get um, five bars of one euro chocolate. You could probably get a six pack of Fanta. Oh, for a five? That's very expensive. Is it? Yeah, I'd say like three fifty for for a six pack of Fanta. <laughs> anyway, so. for more of this hot topic banter, <laughs> you can support the show. Okie doke. We'll chat to you on Monday. Have a nice weekend. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.